0: Welcome back to the Viewer's Cut, ladies and gentlemen. I have with me today, my good pal, all the way in Toronto, Ontario, Mr. Mauricio Blanco. Say hello, Mauricio.
1: Bonjour tout le monde.
0: Now, today, we're diving deep into a specific movie. This is something that I thought up for this season. Hopefully we do it a few times. Each of us have some movies that we hold in high regard. And, uh, this movie in particular, as you saw in the title of this episode is, uh, from 2017. Call me by your name. Mauricio, it is directed by.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, do you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's directed by, uh, Luca Guadagnino, uh, Italian oh. director. Okay, good thing you said that because I wouldn't have been able to pronounce that. <laughs> oh, that's why you asked me. Okay,
0: <laughs> I was like, what you it is it one I? of your favorite. Mo- it is one of your favorite movies.
1: Yeah. Which curious fact is the if the same guy who afterwards directed Suspiria, uh, the remake oh, of Suspiria, right. so you can see the the comparison and be like, is this the same human being that went through the same process for Call Me by Her Name? And yeah. I think you mentioned that when we talked about it before. We we have mentioned this movie
0: once earlier. I think it was in season one. We all kind of talked about some of our favorite movies. Yes. This is one of Mauricio's, of course, and I was fortunate enough to see it on one of our movie nights. Mauricio shared it with Andrew uh, and myself. I think Ryan had seen it before. I forced them to watch uh, <laughs> yeah, it was for you put a gun to our head. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but I, I just before we jump in, because I, I want Mauricio to, to take the lead on this episode. I got a lot of questions I want to ask him about the movie and just to get his thoughts. But just quickly before we jump in, I did enjoy the movie. It's not going into the movie. I didn't really have any expectations for it, but I was thoroughly impressed by it. Uh, filmmaking. Uh, The the filmmaking in it is very good. The performances are Mm top-notch. And um, a couple of my questions go around kind of what I took away from the movie, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But I was impressed with the movie for sure. It's got a really good message in it. So I want to start off first with Mauricio. I want Because I don't really know when you saw it the first time and kind of what your initial thoughts were when you watched it the first time and then the second time and so on. So just kind of give us a little bit of history with your... Uh, uh, with this film
1: of course Uh, well it's a very fun uh, (laughs) very funny story when I watched the first time so uh, I think it was my second or third day with a girl I met on Tinder and (laughs) yeah you know where to go and I was like okay let's watch a movie and I really really wanted to watch this movie because I saw the trailer like months before when they were uh, announcing it for TIFF actually and it finally came to theaters and her and I went there and I, it was like at the moment the movie started, I completely forgot I was with someone else. I just got very, um, I don't know, it absorbed me in a way. And it was funny because after the movie's done, I walk out uh, with her and I'm like, oh my God, it was, I don't know, it made a huge impact on me. And she was like, it's okay. And immediately I knew <laughs> this is not going to work. And <laughs> so yeah, I think we had another day that never see her again. She was very complicated. Um, it was it it was a fun, a very fun moment because, uh, again, it was a w- weird experience in the way that I, I think i would never been in theaters, uh, f- to watch a fully open LGBTQ plus movie, and. Um, it was, it was interesting because even after I watched it, I wasn't like, it didn't hit me on the, on the, on the way that you would think that, oh, it makes me rethink uh, who I am, uh, who I'm attracted to, or whatever. I just saw it as a movie and I thought it was beautiful. And something I like a lot about it is that it feels very natural. Like the acting feels natural. The way the camera moved through the house and everything, it feels just like, like you're an expectator. So it feels very uh, intimate, and I really like that kind of filmmaking. I like when the shots are long. I like when the uh, even they make you, you know, absorb the feelings uh, more than the shove them in your face and use the mu the music just to get it. Um, also, the music was beautiful, but it wasn't invasive. A lot of so- uh, natural sounds and very romantic in a way. And what I like the most is that it made me forgot I was seeing. Uh, a queer relationship on screen. My feeling was complete. just... It was a beautiful uh, love story. And I walk out like that. And it that's why it probably stuck with me and resonate. I didn't know who Timothee Chalamet was. I, I figured out later, oh, he's the kid from Interstellar. And, and that's how far I went. Um, so it was a discovery of the whole thing. It was a discovery of the director. It was a discovery of the actors. It was a discovery of the book. And it was a discovery of the um, of the feelings you can get when you see a, a queer relationship. And it was a discovery that I shouldn't be dating this girl because we have nothing in common. Uh, so it was a lot. And I think probably that's why it hit me. And then I forced Ryan to go with me to see it. <laughs> and after, th- <laughs> and after it, because I was in a better situation with, with a friend who would appreciate it more, I was just rambling about it. And I think he was still digesting it after. And he was like, okay... But uh, it's, it, it's definitely hit a chord uh, without me realize, I would say. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Now, ju- before we continue, Mariso, can you just give us a quick synopsis of the movie just for anyone that uh, hasn't seen the
1: movie? Sure. Timothee a character, He's uh, his dad is a, he's a teacher, it's a university teacher, and they have this villa in uh, somewhere in North Italy. And Usually, every year, he invites um, a selected student from abroad to join them and, uh, you know, be with him during his uh, exploration because he's uh, an archaeologist and a historian. So the, um, the student that comes uh, to visit them uh, comes from the U.S. It's called Oliver, uh, uh, played by uh, Andy Hammer. He was, uh, was cancelled. And... <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't yeah, talk about great Hammer.
0: performance, but uh, yeah, yeah, we it. don't need to talk much. about yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Too much cannibalism involved, and uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> so he, uh, he comes to the the villa to join them for uh, six weeks for the summer. Elio, which is Timothy my character, is basically like the one in charge. Who you know, he offers his room, he walks him around. He's like uh, the social connection with the the world that they live there. And the whole process is a discovery for Elio um, through, like, it was the summer that changed his life and the way, like, he started to understand himself more. Maybe it was the age on his, uh, the verge of the uh, teenage uh, years. And it's a love story between uh, a guy who's trying to discover himself and another one that knows who he is, but he's never been able to be himself. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, I think it's one of the most natural, unbelievable uh, love stories that I've I've seen, and I don't want to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, but of course, of if course. you're listening to this, you probably have seen it. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of tells it pretty well. Without no, that was that much. was
0: perfect. Yeah, that that's exactly what I wanted here. So we'll go back to your, your you basically segued perfectly into my uh, second question because I wanted to know how the film impacted you, and I had no idea you were there with a girl and, 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 and everything that kind of unfolded after that. So mm-hmm. um, would you say that this film played a huge part in
1: you discovering your own sexuality? Um, I, I would like I say yes, consciously, but mm-hmm. I think it definitely planted a seed that made me f- realize it's possible and it's okay. Or I think probably tingle that core that was inside me and made me uh, think about it. Because I don't know why when I saw it, I felt so uh, moved or, I, I don't know. I felt like a kid when they see something very cute and you feel that warm in your heart. And I didn't know why that one impacted me uh, so much. Uh, probably because I like to see the possibility of two people being free and experience themselves. And, and it looked like a, such a pure love story that I was like, I want that, you know, when you see a beautiful love story in, in the movies, you're like, Oh, wow, that would be so cool if life was like that. And I don't, I think it's a coincidence that, uh, I discovered my bisexuality when, after watching this, but yeah, I think, I think it just helped as part of the things I was accumulated to understand myself. So it wasn't a, a, a trigger, or, uh, ca- uh, you know, something that pushed me that way, but definitely opened my mind and be like, you know what? It's okay. Because something that is, that probably I'm going to talk about that as we go. Uh, Something big about this movie too, is that it's one of the few queer movies where being queer, it's not a negative thing. Like in other queer movies you get, they have to fight an institution. They have to fight a person. They have to fight a, a social establishment. And this still in this movie, you know, it's the 80s. They are like, oh, I don't know. We shouldn't be doing this. We could get in trouble. But the ways made the surroundings and the people that they know support what they do. Like, the, even though they're nervous, Elio gets the support from the family uh, and from uh, his girlfriend that turns into a friend. Uh, so that feeling of seclusion or like you you can be yourself and it's fine and feel free and okay, it's, it's very rewarding. Because usually a um, gay movie ends with uh, one of the guys being killed, ends with uh, an institution trying to separate them, a dad who hates them and, you know... You're not part of this family anymore, kind of thing. So it's, it, it draws the picture as very scary, like being happy as a queer person is impossible, or it's a struggle, or you're only gonna be good if you're famous because people are gonna support you. So it 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 it, it it's always painting a very scary possibility. Uh, and this movie was the first one when it was like, it's possible, and it's it, it's beautiful, and it can happen. So I think that's why it's. Uh, it's so important, and as a as a message, like I I don't know, it, I think it hit me that way that well this ended well, you know the main characters are queer and it ended well, so there's separation of course there's moments of sadness and s- still, but no one was against them. The only enemy in the ha- in the whole movie was time because he only had six weeks there. So time, as always, like with the real life and everyone, is the main enemy if you try to find one so
0: yeah i have to say quickly before we go you're really good at flowing through all my questions you just perfectly segue from it it's pretty it's pretty incredible um so you you, you, i have a lot to unpack there so i want to quickly jump to uh, you mentioned about this movie uh you know the the main theme of acceptance in it it's it's unique uh, for for same-sex storylines and Uh, so this movie did very well critically Uh, it was nominated for a lot of awards and the movie that I always mirror with this one is Brokeback Mountain because it too was very successful when it came out but it came out 12 years earlier in 2005 and It goes along with exactly what you were saying because even though there are similarities, the biggest difference between this and Brokeback Mountain is the theme of acceptance in it because, like you said, in Brokeback Mountain, they're fighting to be together and everything is telling them not to be together and they have to do it in secret. Beautiful movie. Like, I love Brokeback Mountain and I think it's fantastic, but I do 100% agree with you that when you walk away from that movie, it's a tragedy. Now, with love stories, there are tragedies, that's for yeah. sure um, it's a uh, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet. Yeah, yes there you go. but I do agree that this movie is so uh, call me by your name is so important uh for for just that like your own story is proof of that where you walked into that movie and you it, it felt okay like this is a safe place if yeah. you at the same time in 2017 with that girl went and saw Brokeback Mountain. Would it have hit you the same way? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe you would have continued to question it after that. You don't know. So I, I just want to quickly touch on Brokeback Mountain because I know you've seen it. Yeah. What are the biggest similarities in these movies? And obviously, do you see any other differences like where you prefer one over the, over the other? Because in both, the performances are great. The direction's great. They're both beautiful films. They just kind of you know, veer at that certain point that we've already talked on.
1: Yeah, I think they're, um, I mean, they're big aspect to bring to the table. Like, I don't think we can compare the open-minded of, uh, you know, the Italian society on uh, on the Lost somewhere North Italy on the 80s where probably there's a vision more romantic, there's a vision a little bit more like, who cares, live your life, don't worry too much, and... Also, when it, they come from a, uh, you know, the backstory, the society is uh, the the Greek and the Roman times, where even being uh, have a relationship with someone of the same sex was as accepted. Like men with men was whatever. Um, of course, that changed over time with the uh, uh, Catholicism and all stuff. Blah 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 history. But I I can see they could be more open to romance, open to uh, sen- uh, the feelings of the people, the sentiments. And Brockback Mountain is said on the the most strict that until this day is a strict uh, place which is you know the the life of the cowboy in uh, in the center of uh, North America. It's there's a lot there's a lot of pressure there. There's uh, religious, there's family, and still seen as a. Uh, you know, like you're doing something that is against what it's right in society and stuff, they have moved forward a lot, but still exist. It's always going to exist the same way uh, racism exists or, um, you know, all the evils that you can think of. So I think that's a big difference, the the setting where the things are happening. Um, And also in Call Me By Your Name, we have two young people that are discovering themselves. Um, They're trying to figure out still who they are. Uh, Elio is still young even though, though that Oliver is older he's still a young guy he's still in the, like, he's in the in the best moment of his life if you want when you're in your 20s um, Brokeback Mountain we have two adults one of them with family one of them uh, already like I think he was married at the moment they, they, yep. they got together um, plus the pressure of society so they were established as people so for them to break that mold the, where they were already, that they attached to by getting married or by signing deals to do things, is it's harder. They already have to compete with something there. They already have a, an obstacle. But what, what I think they have in common is how unexpected and things can happen to you, how you discover things that are like, why am I feeling this? What is this weird? things happening, and also the importance of how the impact is made when you are secluded. Like, in Call Me they are in this villa, they have the family and friends, but still, the time they have to spend together by themselves, it's um, it's most of the time what they do they're just by themselves, and no one around them to tell them, don't do that, or looks to hold them back from doing anything, and the same happened with Brock Mountain, when they are by themselves, you know, with the just them camping by the river and there's no one to judge them there's no one to tell them that's right or wrong there's no influence and when that happens when feelings flourish or when you feel like you're a little bit more why not it's just this person wants it i want it too it's a secret between us and the mountain and so that's fine uh, so i think the similarity is that it's like how solitude can help you listen to your own thoughts, your own your own feelings, instead of listening to what other people say or what other institutions or beliefs say. So I think both movies are important. That like listen to yourself, and what feels right, it's right. Of course, the differences is the the you know the tragic ending for Bro- Brokeback Mountain. It's very heartbreaking and it's very hard to digest. Um, and yeah, like. Bring it back, what you say. I feel like if I was going to the movies and I saw that instead of Call Me By Your Name. Um, I, I, I don't think I would have felt that consciously, but subconsciously would plant a seed of maybe fear or maybe doubt or maybe this is wrong. Uh, of course, I would still feel like um, this is stupid. They should be together. What's the big drama with this? But in the back of my head, I would be like, man, it looks like it's dangerous to you know, be yourself or do that or you have to hide it. And talking from some, uh, someone who comes from a society, like in Venezuela, because even though they're trying to say they're very open-minded and everything, the whole, um, you know, masculinity thing, be the macho man there, it's a thing. And when uh, if anyone is queer, it's seen as a joke or a funny thing, or even just like, Ugh. kind of thing. So I think that holds me back for years, 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 and years. And when I came to Canada, I was like... And you see queer people in the street. You see more queer content. You see the the Pride Month. is It's like... A, it opens your mind in a way of... Oh, okay. I was just in the wrong place. It's fine here. And I think that you can see that in Brokeback Mountain. Being gay as a cowboy in the United States is not the same as... Being a gay young guy in a villa in the north of Italy. Where you're safe from everything. So... Those are the big difference for me, and I think Brockman Mountain would have just bring that sour taste to my mouth, and a little bit of, of course, this was going to happen. This is how it goes.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really beautiful when you lay it out like that. Like you're obviously from Venezuela. And you come here to Canada where, you know, you are clearly are more, more open and, and feel maybe more safe. And then you go to the movies and then you get to see this movie that's so accepting. Like it really is beautiful when you lay it down like that, because a lot of people do deal with pressures from society and things you hear on the radio, things you see on the news. Yeah, yeah. So it, it really showcases how important this kind of stuff is. And that leads me to my next question with, I think you've already kind of touched on it, but um, how important the theme of acceptance really is. I spent like that this call me by your name came out in 2017. It's almost 2022 now. Like do all these movies dealing with this kind of subject matter, do they all need this common theme in it? Like do young people need to see this on the big screen?
1: I think so. And I think, I don't know if there was this movie or at what point it happened. You know, a lot of the, awake society of the the, the wake generation like now it's not only in the movies now you see it in hundreds of TV oh, shows it's everywhere to that yeah. uh, you, you had things uh, like you can find in Disney plus like uh, uh, love Simon or uh, uh, and they did a uh, another version of it and you have like uh, I don't know there's hundreds of shows that you can find and many of them to be fair were made even before uh, call me by your name but they went under the the table because you know, it, it wasn't so it, it was there, but it wasn't like the big thing. Then it became a very uh, media thing, a very viral thing to talk about that. Where uh, I think one point and uh, the being gay was uh, similar to now to K-pop, where it's everywhere and is the the new hype thing. Uh, it, it was like that. It was like that's all you talk about. That's all that happened, and it was pretty cool. It was very nice. Um, but at one point it felt like very like media. Like it sometimes people would come out and they feel like oh they're doing it because it's the, the new cool thing and it's like not for everyone. It's not how it works. Like it's, it doesn't have to be seen that way. So it it felt a little bit like overwhelming in a good way, but also sometimes felt like forced. Like uh, you know the the production companies or the the the. the for movie or TV that were like, we need a queer story. We need a queer character. We need to put this there. And it was very like, you're not even trying or you don't know what you're talking about. Or it's the same story 20,000 times repeated. Like, you, mm-hmm. what is this? It felt very plastic. And, and, and I was like, not the way they perceive, uh, queer characters is always the same. Like, uh, I don't know. They're, they're very. for guys are very feminine, or they they hide to try their mom's clothes, and it's it happens that 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 exists, but they forget that you, they're also very like. There's many layers to it. There's many. It's not black and white. No, black and white. Being queer doesn't mean you're just gay. You can be bi. You can be uh, trans. You can be. Wh- there's a whole line there. LGBTQ plus because there's more. And um, they just create this mold of this is the gay person in media. And now the new gay person is like very RuPaul Drag Race, which is just loud and pompous. and Or the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Terrible movie, by the way. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Um, so it's just like very pompous over the top, which is fine. Some people are like that, but you forget the other ones. Like You can be a regular guy, like anyone that could look, Straight, but it's actually just having an attraction for a guy, and that's okay. So media paints things in a way that it's like you don't have to be girly or, or yell yasqueen queen" to be gay. You don't have to. You can be yourself. And it seemed like forgotten. yeah,
0: it seemed like "Call Me by Your Name" was ahead of the curve. Where it again, a lot of things like you were saying can get preachy and can go over the top. 100%. "Call Me Up by Your Name" had a very simple story. And it was just two people that happened to be gay, which I think is the best way to do it. They felt real. It was a very grounded story. And it was told beautifully. And I think that is so important. Another good show that I think that's current and was popular is Schitt's Creek. Because I think Dan Levy Levy was beautiful in that. And it wasn't overdone. He was just a guy that happened to be gay. And he was a beautiful human being. And it was just not in your face about it. He's just one of many characters in the show. And I think... Those are the things that resonate the most. And there was a Christmas movie that came out, Happiest Season, with Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart. Same thing. I didn't love the story. Like it was again kind mm-hmm. of a fighting against the man about, you know, hiding your sexuality. But they're just two girls that happen to be gay. And that yep. is the best way to do it. And like I said, call me by your name. That's probably what resonated with me the most after watching it, outside of the beautiful filmmaking and cinematography and the landscape, the location, all that's great. But I just love the characters because they felt real. I feel like I could I yeah. could run into these people on the street. And like you said, there's lots of different shades. It's not black and white. There's every Everything is a spectrum. But I that's what stood out to me for Call Me By Your Name is, yeah. is just the performances and the characters in it.
1: Yeah, not only that, because in Call Me By Your Name, you don't have labels. Like you don't see someone no. saying, I'm gay, you're gay. It's just they could be bisexual. They could be pansexual. You don't know what they are. Because they are trying to discover that themselves. Like Oliver, likes um, likes girls, obviously. The same with Elio. So it's it's a discovery of like I like everyone, but I at the end I fell in love with you. That, that's all it is. And it's it's valid. And the same with Shiz Creek, which I, I agree with you. Like um, he's just being himself. That's him. If you see him out of Shiz Creek, that's him. It's not adding anything. And then you have characters like Patrick, which is just a regular guy who turns out to you know fall for him. And something also important in, in *She's Greek*. They, uh, I think, his dad still is bring it up in one episode. He's like, "Oh no, my 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 son is uh, pansexual. He's just like everyone, you know. He just which includes that you like uh, you don't like people for their uh, gender, but you like people like for who they are in general. Like you can like trans, you can like uh, um, female." masculine whatever gay not gay mm-hmm. queer so uh, they they bring that up like it's uh it's also part of the the whole collection of possible uh, sexual inclinations that they don't talk to about too much and they bring it up and yeah she's greek i think it's good to bring that up because also a canadian show and what it's beautiful about it is that again the being queer it's not a big thing and it's a small town with people that they make you look like you know they're very probably like you know, back in the day, retrograde kind of thing. But no, they're very accepting Like They don't dwell on it. it no, it's, they're just like, it's oh, such that's a good cool. show. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Hi, I, I just here to say hi. Like, it's very normal. It's a real world situation. And it's funny because I'm, through my discovery, I, what I did was I I met in social media or not social media, like in uh, dating apps. I tried to contact people that uh, they were queer as well. And I was like, hey, I'm not here for rookie relationship or hookup or anything i just have questions that i need to talk to someone and they very nicely would go out with me and we would talk and they were the first people i came out to and it was more like questions so i'm having this feeling for this and that doesn't mean and they're like oh yeah you like (laughs) guys so they would help me to open up more and he's like and they would be like i know exactly what you feel i feel the same way and i hide it so i felt like, I had a community, I felt reflected, and the first time I did that, I was terrified. I was shaking yeah. because I'm going out with a guy. What am I doing? And many of the things they would say um, is how hard it is to find a movie, a show, or a story in a book where it nothing bad happens to the character for being in love. Because if you see mm-hmm. other love stories, the problem is usually... Um, they're struggling because they have some you know they create these problems in their own mind or they're in love with someone else there's a third person or this other person is poor and the other one's rich but at the end there's possibility and this could happen and it's fine and they get together and it's all good it never happens with the queer characters there are mm-hmm. books of course there are stories and there are shows where that's so good and happens i'm not generalizing but the ones that are popular are not those the ones that are popular are the tragic ones or the complicated ones and or the ones that died with AIDS or the ones that, um you know, get uh, killed in the street because it sells. Because they think they're sending a message, but at the end it's just very, like, it's so gloomy and dark already in the real world that you're like, can you show me something where I can hope to be happy? And I think Call Me Byron and gave me that. Like, at the end, again, they went through something that was very heartbroken, but it it shows that it could have happened. If it wasn't because of time, if it wasn't because they were living in different countries, it could have happened. So it's, it's nice to have the perspective too.
0: My favorite scene in Call Me By Your Name, and you'll have to give some context because I've, I've only seen it once, but mm-hmm. they're setting it up. like There's a scene with him. Uh, what's what's Timothy's name in it again? Sorry. Elliot. Elliot. So when he sits down with his dad yeah, and the scene is setting up like your stereotypical scene where something you think bad or his dad's going to say something. Yeah. yeah. Something's going to happen and it's the polar opposite. It's this beautiful heartbreaking scene from his dad who, you know, you can give more context to the scene cause I want you to talk about it a little bit more, but he basically says it's okay. I was there too. Yeah. Like what you, it's, it's, it's okay. And for me as a viewer, never having seen the movie sitting there, you're, it's just, it's good storytelling, number one. And number two, it's just, uh, kind of like a feeling of like, oh, that's, that's super sweet and nice. What a nice thing to say to this. It's, it's like anything you tell a kid that's, that's growing up. Like it just, this isn't just a movie about someone discovering their sexuality. It's just a young kid growing up Yeah and that I, the scene floored me because I'm like the, I've never I, I can't remember the last time I've seen something like that just a complete 180 beautiful scene between father and son which I love father and son themes and movies are really good and that just floored me so I just wanted to mention that scene to you because it was it was beautifully shot and performances are great but I just think it was a very important scene to the movie it just nailed nailed it
1: yeah because I think it was a it was probably the highlight of the movie in the way that. Um... You're you're used to see you know where it's going. They're two are gonna fall in love and it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But in this one, it was um, you forget that another big part of the movie is the relationship with the family. The family present there is you always think the mom's gonna say something, the dad's gonna say something. It's gonna be a, an awkward moment when they discover, but they are the ones who help the whole situation to happen. And they're like, I just want our kid to be happy and do what he wants and let him do it. And yeah, this beautiful scene uh, performed by uh, Michael Stuhlbarg. And he, the way he delivered it was so heartwarming. It was so simple. Almost like he didn't even have to... Almost like he imp- improvised that script because it felt so nice. Uh, which actually, word by word, is how you find it in the book, the whole speech. And it's a very beautiful moment on the way that he's... Why would I get angry with you? for something like other parents do when I I was there and I could have done it but something hold me back so it's important also in the way of don't hold yourself, embrace your feelings even if they hurt, go for it because you're going to regret after and that confession from your dad it's it's like it's it's groundbreaking in the way that okay so is this, what are you telling me (laughs) like are you gay, are you what? And he's he's like, no, he's, he's in love with the mom and everything, but it shows that it's normal and it's okay for everyone to have a moment of, huh, what if? Or, I you know, we, we all probably find that special person in our life that it's a very good friend. And at, and at one point you're like, I wish we could be more because this is the perfect person for me to be with. And maybe you don't see it from a sexual perspective, but you see it as a romantic perspective. I think we all... Are in love with our friends the same way, but we just don't have like a sexual attraction towards them or anything. I want to have sex with you. Uh, me too. We need to <laughs> we need to find a date, a place, and we'll figure this out. Um, I just want to go
0: on record saying too that uh, once together, Mauricio had the option of having sex with me or my wife, Jamie, and with within two seconds of hearing the question, he said Jamie. So I, I was a little <laughs> offended with that.
1: It's I mean you have to <laughs> say your your wife is beautiful. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure we will have a lot of fun. We will make a lot of jokes throughout while we're talking about Sean Mendes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, it sounds like an experience there. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I think that the scene scene, it, it was the one that I think stood with people the most because mm-hmm. it's important when he said, like, I'm not one of those parents. I don't want you to hold back. I don't want you to suffer. I don't want you to hide who you are and that's the point you as a parent you should you know help your kid to be happy guide him through things that could be dangerous or complicated let him know like this is a big thing you might encounter many difficult things in the in your way but don't stop it like life is too short and i love the way he described like um you know when when by the time you're uh, 30 40 or 50 um your your heart is already given away and the older you get, the harder it gets to find someone and there's one point when uh, your body gets old to the point that no one wants to even get near to it. So basically he's just saying like, take this time now that you're young and you can enjoy it and you can understand yourself and do it. If you have any doubt, figure it out, but not, don't have a doubts or regrets as you go because it's going to be too late to figure it out. And I think that's also important in the way of you just need... If you feel something, doesn't mean that it's wrong. If you feel something, it's because you need to figure out why. And you need to discover and give yourself some time to do it. And I, I agree with you. I think that's also my probably my favorite scene in the movie. and It's not even with Oliver in it. It was just Alien, his dad. Uh, it, it's also, if you see me as a kid who is... Probably I, I, I drew a line between what I talk with my family and what i not. And one point, I was like, this is gorgeous, but if I would never have that conversation with my dad, I would have felt uncomfortable on the way of being that open, you know? It's, that's something about Ali and his dad. They have a very, 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 very open relationship to the point that they're having breakfast he's just like, um, I almost had sex last night. It's like, who says that to their parents? <laughs> and then the parent responds like, why didn't you? <laughs> Like, what stopped you? So it's a very not conventional relationship. And me seeing that, it's like, I hope I don't have that conversation with my dad. But it's nice to show the audience, like, this is what most parents actually think, but they won't tell you. So don't be so afraid of it. Of course, there's a lot, majority probably sad stories when the parents just, like, reject their kids and this is not right, get out of here, blah, 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 which is very sad. But it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. And you need to try. You need, what's the word that can happen? At one point, your parents won't be there. And it's going to be just your life. What are you going to do? Is the, the ghost of your parents still going to be haunting you? So I think I like it in that way, the, how he settled the whole idea of not every parent is the same. Not every dad's going to reject you. But you need to try and see what happens. Because every parent loves their kids. So they should aim for the best. That's why that is so important. I, and I agree with you. It's one of my favorites too.
0: Yeah, and I think back to what you said earlier. I think you nailed it when you said um, that uh, you know tragedy. You know, it sells. It's popular. And I was just thinking back to two movies that I saw that came out around the same time. It was *The Misadventures of Cameron Post* mm. and *Boy Erased*. Yeah. Both yeah, yeah. about uh, people being sent, uh, two young people being sent to the. I don't even know what they're called, but they try to pray the gay away or or whatever those very religious...
1: Yeah, the conversion therapy. Yeah,
0: conversion. That's right. Conversion therapy. And again, they're painting the image of these places as bad, which is true... But they're creating an enemy in it and they're just continuously poking and saying, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And the time we're in now in 2021 going on 2022, we do understand those places are bad, but we need more stories like this where we don't yeah. need to keep dwelling on that. Those stories are fine and like those were good movies, they were well acted, but again in, in Boy Erased, Russell Crowe was against his son and fighting him on it and like again, I'm not knocking these movies, like they're good and the stories are good and we need to hear these stories cuz they're real things, but we need to continue going in the direction of more stuff like Call Me By Your Name because I think that accepting theme is so vital uh, to it because it's just gotta be normal. That's what normal is. Everything we're explaining, like even you uh, going into that group chat and going and meeting these other um, these other gay people that helped you on your journey, like that, that's just that's just normal. Everyone does yeah. that. You just happen to be doing it, you know, because you're starting something new with your sexuality. But we all do it. Everyone discovers themselves and learns new things and and gets better, makes mistakes. Like that, that's just a human human thing. And I think that's what we need. And we need more stories like that where people are happy. Sometimes you can die and sometimes there can be tragedies for sure. But, you know, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Schitt's Creek is a great example. Dan Levy mm-hmm. ends up with his boyfriend. They live happily ever after. It's beautiful. And they're a cute, great relationship. So we just, that's a big thing for me is just just pushing it into the sea of normal mm-hmm. because it is. And people just have to accept it. And, I mean, I, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but it's just normal that's just yeah. the way it has to be everyone deserves to be happy everyone can love who they want who cares um so that's basically all i have to say on it <laughs> whoever cares um, about my opinion but, but um, uh, no no it's yeah. it's true and
1: again i yeah. do believe the like you said the the dramatic stories are necessary to show because there's two sure. of every story but i also believe in balance i also believe on why why not a. Yeah, give me a rom, a gay rom-com that is popular and uh, it actually makes you laugh and makes people go to the theaters. And they don't go because it's a gay story; they go because it's a good movie or a, or a comedy or they want to laugh. They want to. Uh, we haven't reached that point, I think, because it's always going to be labeled as the new queer romantic comedy because that's what the produ- the producers want because it's what it sells. And yeah, important to say about uh, Boy Race, which I, I I went to the theaters to watch it and I really liked it. Um, I think the heavy part of it, like even when we know these places exist and they're awful, they still are going on in some states in the United States there is legal sure. and they and in the world they still have conversion therapy, which is just absurd to think that you can change someone that way by torturing them and yeah, they basically promote like suicide in young kids because they it's just traumatizing yeah and and it's important to tell but I there's also other sides of the story there's people who are achieving what they want there's people who can show you it's okay and like you say I think she's Creek is the perfect option it's a, the best way to just watch a natural relationship among the other relationships of the show and being like everyone's on the same page they're in the same you know the same boat here and I I think I was craving that and I was craving that very badly and every time I watch I try to watch a, a some queer content in Netflix or whatever, whatever stream uh, platform you might think of, when I see the, the potential drama or heaviness of it, even though I know it's important, I'm not in the mood for it. You know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to feel bad after this or regret or anything or, or dwell on it forever. I just want to watch a show or a movie where I feel represented on screen to a certain extent and by being rep- represented in it i feel good after like after it's done i'm like oh that was cool that was funny that was nice cheer me up and just go out on the street and be myself and be like that's funny i enjoyed it but every time i watch something so heavy dark mm-hmm. dramatic i you're not always in that mood <clears throat> i'm not always in the mood of feeling like trash like i i can't all the time like i haven't been in a while like i'm not I'm not going to be watching a very heavy, dramatic movie just for because it's gay or because it's queer, because whatever. Like, no, I'm I appreciate to fight for what other people are going through. But I also appreciate to, enhance and highlight those who made it, those who are living a normal life, because if you follow my life right now as a, a bisexual guy dating a guy, it's like you will be bored because there's no drama. The only drama we have it with each other, like what do you want to eat? And we spend 20 minutes trying to figure out what we're going to eat. And that's when we get upset. That's all. My family it's <laughs> fine with him. Um, I met his mom. She's amazing. And it's, it's that kind of back and forward. It's like, if someone sees this as a queer relationship, they would say, this is so boring. Because <laughs> you're boring just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not special. I'm nothing great. I'm, and there's nothing to it that is the other people don't have. It's just the only special thing is that we are in public, we can go to the same bathroom together because why not? We're there and we're quick. <laughs> and that's it. Jamie doesn't want to go to the bathroom with me. No, one day we will have the the <laughs> the the bathroom for everyone in Toronto. That's awesome, but in the meantime, it's funny cuz this is a fun story. I was going out with someone else and we went on a trip to Colombia and we were in this touristic thing and they were, he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I was like, I, I have to go to, and it's, it was the line for the bathrooms. like the, the bathroom for women was, the line was immense because of course they take longer. They need the stools. It's a, it's, it's a process, God damn it. Yeah. And it's so long. And then the bathroom for guys, no one in the line. And I, we just go in and we walk out. And on the way out, I just see like this group of probably 12, 15 guys waiting for their wife or their moms or their girlfriends to get in the bathroom. And they're just, they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to be here for hours. <laughs> and we just walked out like, this is awesome. We just keep the line. You picked
0: the right. Uh, you picked the right, <laughs> right path there, Mauricio. I've been. Yep. Uh, w- I've waited for Jamie plenty of times. Yep. Um, go to a go to a sporting event. It's insane.
1: Oh no, it's impossible. I tell them make sure you go to the bathroom and hold it. I rather go out the 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 premises of the sport game and the sport game. See, I'm I'm so gay. The premises <laughs> of the of the whatever stadium, and just use a a bar and come back. Cause it's impossible. Like I grew up with two sisters with my mom, my grandma. And it's like bathrooms are a, a thing. It's a nightmare. But yeah. we're in a queer <laughs> relationship with two guys, five minutes, you're done and that's it. And you walk out. And I was like, this is, this is a perk, a very small one that people don't <laughs> understand, <laughs> but it's a perk. So if someone follows our life, they will be like, this is the most boring thing because they're doing what another couple is doing. Nothing different. And they're just as cheesy and boring and cliche as everyone else. And I think that when I watch a movie or a show, I also want to see that. I want that reflection on what is happening. And of course, you can find it. Those shows or movies exist. I'm not saying they're done. But if you put it on a balance, like to compare how much of drama, how much of regular life content you can find, it's shocking, like the amount of, you know, dramatic things you can get, which are important, but it's not every life reflected that way. So I just think it's important that matter. That's it. So uh, I just want to quickly, just to wrap things
0: up. Uh, So Mauricio now, 2021 Mm -hmm. going on 2022 uh, versus Mauricio 10 years ago. Are you hopeful for the future of representation in, you know, film and television and stuff? And where do you see it going? And do you think we're going to get lots of stuff like Call Me By Your Name? Like, that's going to become more and more and more normal.
1: Well, besides this Mauricio being older and yeah. uh, tired of <laughs> And everything. aging like a fine wine, if I must say myself. Thank you. A nice Merlot, if you may. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I do see... And I think it's already there. I think it's already happening. Um, we just... And there's people creating that content. And the problem is that we are following the line drawn by the Hollywood media. And I know I probably sound very like, uh, I don't know, conspiracy theory thing, but we know it's true. What Hollywood or the United States or says, this is what we're going to talk about, we talk about that. So because the United States has a lot of big problems with racism towards, um, you know, people of color or... or, or um, like recently with Asian people because of the coronavirus and Trump now helping. All those things, they want to highlight it. You can see through the Oscars, you see nominations throughout the years, and it's like, oh, it was a year of the Me Too movement, the amount of movies with uh, women as directors or actresses, and then the same with um, the Asian representation, then with the queer representation, which is good, but you can tell they're doing it just to look good. Just to, of course. this is what we're doing. You know, we, we are very accepting, but there's no big change at the end of the whole thing. They've always been political. <laughs> they always been political, <laughs> that, that and it's back. like, and it's like, can you go back to make Indiana Jones where it's just, 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 just chill action and a Nazi in it? Everybody hates Nazis. We don't care if you put a Nazi in it. So I don't know the the art of entertainment. It just get, uh, it, of course it has a social power, but it also get lost in the tracks, and you're like, I don't know. Where, but what you see outside when you see like in probably Europe cinema or other places, they are I don't know if they're ahead or they just don't care and they're like we're fine here. We're in a in a in an okay situation. Not all of them. Um so I do think that media that content is being made and it's out there, but it's not getting the attention it deserves. And okay. it's not getting it because it's not uh trending at the moment. It will be eventually. When I don't know it comes in waves the 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 queer thing rests to give uh room for something else, then that thing goes down, then let's talk about racism again, then it goes down instead of being a constant conversation, we have no attention we we only can think on one thing at a time and then we can think <laughs> of the other, so it's like I know I know the black people are going through a lot, but look at the gay people now, and then its switched. okay, look at the gay people now i know black people are going through a lot but the gay people, and it's like why can't you just think on both problems at the same time and be like both can be solved and we should work on it so i and of course social media is training us to just think on one thing at a time what is trending what is not what is in the top of the list and my hope for the future is that we can learn to put all the things at the same level and be like these are all, all things that need to be solved and need to be attacked or need to be highlighted. And I do feel uh, media has a, a weight on that. It's an important thing. But so far, as long media moves according to what it sells, they're never going to move according to what is important or needed. And that's, it's, it's a big problem. I think it's on people's side to be like, I'm going to rediscover something that is out there that is for me and and it will help probably to create more content that way. And the only thing you want is like to have a um, black actor, a gay actor, Asian actor, uh, a transgender actor, a Latino actor, whatever, or director or producer to be on the same level. They shouldn't be talking about like, oh, he's white. Why, oh, I don't want to see this whitewash thing. It's like, can we all just understand that this is normal? We can move on. I just, I just don't... I feel it when I walk in the street. People just, you know... And I'm holding my, my boy's hand. People give you... First look at your eyes and then look down to the hand. They look back to your eyes and then just look away. And I know they're probably not um, homophobic people or anything. It's just because it's... Oh, it's an odd thing to see. You know, it's like someone walking a green dog. You will look at the green dog. It's like, why is that dog green? It's like it doesn't matter. It's a dog, it's <laughs> so it cuts Sorry, your attention. Sorry,
0: that's an amazing analogy that I'm going to remember forever. It just it
1: cut your attention. Like I'm not, and it's okay. <laughs> I don't get a problem with that. It's like I know it's not normal to see, but it, but it happens. The problem is when they look at you and they give you this this face of disgust or awkwardness, or they just follow with your eyes. And I think that it's the that's a daily basis thing that probably is never going to fade away, because people are crazy. And it's gonna be the same with the media. I think that we're gonna see new Call Me by Your Name or New Sheets Creek. Um when we understand that not only tragedy sells. That we o- well, there's also another side of the story that can be happy, can be welcoming, and we're not a cliche. We're not gonna sit down in the dining table with the family on Thanksgiving and talk about RuPaul's drag race. Come come you might. Sure, it's good, but no, we're not a mold. We're not flamboyant, all of us. We're not probably this or that. So I think once the spectrum expands and we understand things better and we all can be on the same level, that's when it's going to be better. Is it going to happen? When? I don't know. Hollywood is impossible to figure out. There has to be a new scandal for them to talk about it. Like, you know, you need a new Harvey Weinstein to check the boat, you need a, a Dave Chappelle to check the boat. Or you need... Whatever. (laughs) Um, By the way, I just saw the Dave Chappelle uh, special. I loved it. I didn't... It was was beautiful. It was beautiful. (laughs) He's brilliant. It was very emotional at one point at the end. And I don't see the whole drama and the whole scandal. I was like, the people who talked about the scandal haven't seen the the show or they were in pain. Or they heard what they wanted to hear. And also, if you get sensitive with Dave Chappelle, don't watch Dave Chappelle. You know how much content is on Netflix? Just ignore the man. I think I we're, like
0: we're we're digging into another potential episode, Mauricio, and we'll have to get Andrew involved. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot. The there's, yeah. there's a lot to unpack there, unfortunately. But, Let's uh, talk about J.K. Rowling, too. And yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very well said, Mauricio, and I just want to point out to your next book, whenever you write it, it has to be called Mauricio Blanco, The Green Dog. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be. It, it has to be a thing. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So oh let, yeah. Uh, by
1: the way, I, I wrote a book. Thank
0: you. Yes. <laughs> just a little. Sh- just a little shout out. A little. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> everyone read it. It's going to be in English soon. I don't know exactly when, but uh, everyone yeah. give it a read. What's What's it called again, Huh? What's it called again?
1: The translation of the title will be um, and the river travelers. There you go. So, everyone,
0: check it out. Uh, Just to wrap up, Mauricio, because I want to end with the movie that we kind of showcased here. Uh, So, call me by your name. Tell people why they should uh, check it out if they haven't seen it and have just had any other thoughts on the movie, the performances, anything specific, Uh,
1: just to wrap all this up. Sure, because it's gay, and gay is awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're out of here. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I mean, like... uh, why would I ask uh, people to watch Call of Mariner Name? Uh, first of all, honestly, from the get-go, as uh, someone who loves movies, I think as a as a film experience, it's a beautiful movie. It's stunning. The music is so soothing and great. Very well put together. And the acting is superb. Uh, I think from everybody in the movie, it was very impressive. I think the, the script, it feels so natural and honestly so... Uh, Yeah, it's it's just it feels almost like there is no script in a way of how natural and everything goes. So that's from a filmmaking perspective. Put you can put the the queer romance aside, and you get a beautiful movie. And uh, the other reason is because it's gay, and gay is awesome. I love it. Yes, I definitely (laughs) recommend. I definitely recommend the movie as well. It is
0: one of Mauricio's favorite of all favorites of all time Top and um, yeah I appreciate you joining me Mauricio and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode I I think you're you're very knowledgeable Mauricio and it was great to hear your thoughts on some of this stuff so that's great
1: I just want to tell everybody sorry if I ramble too much but my brain moves faster than what the things I say so <laughs> sorry I'll try to it's be it's fine slower. you
0: ramble and I'm loud it's fine we're a great duo <laughs> um, so yeah thanks for listening everyone I'm Mauricio tell Joel I said hi and Will until be. next time Bye everyone. Au revoir. Bye-bye.
1: Hey there. Remember that you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and many other options. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram as The Viewer's Cup. Bye-bye.